Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. And hello. Good morning, podcast listeners. Good morning to everybody who listens to our podcast worldwide on all major platforms. Yeah, I hope you're enjoying a croissant and a coffee this morning. I am, yeah. yeah. Or maybe a pan au chocolat. Ooh. Or maybe just some old school toast. Nice. That would probably be my preference right now. Well, I don't know. We had old school toast this morning. Very nice apricot jam from Lidl. Thank mm. you. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really as whoop-dee-doo as I thought it would be. I, I was happy. Yeah, you're a simple lady. A few drinks last night. I needed that sort True. of basic stodge. Yeah, exactly. Fair play. Fair but, play. but I'm pumped now through, through my slight hazy head. I'm pumped for your choice, Brian. Nice. And it is my choice this week. So lucky, lucky you. Lucky everyone, let's I know, be honest. I know. So after a couple of weeks of culture, which I like to throw the curveballs <laughs> out there occasionally, I have decided let's get back on the damn horse with films that we actually like. So you didn't like any of your cultural choices, nah. you were just trying to impress. Exactly. You're just trying to look cool for the ladies. <laughs> and some of the men. So this week we are looking here are your clues. Yeah, I'm ready for my clues. Hit me right. with them. This is a 1993 sci-fi action smash hit. 93? 1993. Okay, next clue. It grossed over 159 million worldwide. That's kind of really part of the first clue. Okay, and third clue. No, this is second clue. So the f- oh, oh, this is what you did before you. you... I know, but it's because I put full stops. <laughs> so it's a nineteen ninety three okay. sci fi action smash hit which grossed one hundred and fifty nine million worldwide. Right. Okay. Second clue. Second clue. Clue two. It's set in the year twenty thirty two in a society of perfect order. Three. Clue three. Starring Wesley Snipes, oh no, Sylvester Stallone, and a very young Sandra Bullock. Ah, oh, Sandy. Um, I've got one title that's come into my head, and I have no idea if it fits really, apart from the fact I think Wesley Snipes was in it. Go on, Demolition Man. Yes, <laughs> I have. I have a vague image of a poster with Wesley Snipes and the word Demolition Man. Yeah, you got it. You smashed it. <laughs> yes, yes. Have you seen it, though? I have never seen oh, it. Okay. I don't even yeah. know. I couldn't have told you Sandra Bullock was in it. I couldn't have told you. She is. Sorry, who else? Uh, who else? Sylvester Stallone. No, I, literally, I can see a picture of him oh, right. and the words Demolition Man. That's it. Yeah, so I basically... That was me putting my phone down. I basically thought I you know I really want to watch something that's a bit of fun I really want to watch something that you know reminds me when I was a kid and um I was just having a look back through old films you know and most of them you've seen yeah I would love to play Ferris Bueller and you know all those been there done that exactly and I thought well what else have I got and I was scrolling scrolling through and it was like oh my god I remember this let me play the trailer and it is cool it is cool. Well, now, I'll be the judge of that. Thank you very much. I have. This is a risk for me 
because this is going to be something I've watched for the first time in I don't know how long. And we know historically when I do that, they don't always get the best score coming out the back end. Well. However, I think it will be an education for you. <laughs> I'm honoured. I know. I think it will be an enjoyable thrill ride for both of us. Okay. And I think it's a much needed break from all the doom and gloom that's going on in the world. Oh, okay. I'll take that. That's quite a nice... Uh... Even though it's quite doom and gloom. Is, yeah, is this not a sort of a post-apocalyptic type thing? Yeah. Okay. Okay, but you know, from what I saw of the... Uh, <laughs> from what you saw of the trailer. The trailer, I Reminding thought, you wow. of a film you haven't seen in 30 odd yeah, years. I thought, wow, that's brilliant. You know that kind of analogue version of the future? Because it's set in 2032. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yet all the screens at the conference table are like massive backs on them and stuff like that. So it's just, that's going to be cool to see where we're going to be in a mere 10 years. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. So this is 10 years in the future from now. Yeah. Let, let's get on this. Let's do let's it. Let's get on this Demolition Man. Let's do it. So we will be back with you very shortly after watching Demolition Man. And we're back. Greetings and salutations. Hello, hello, hello. Let me just start with two words. I apologise. Thank you. Thank you. I was thinking I am sorry is three words, so I wondered where you were going to go with this. What have we just watched? Wow. What was that all about? I mean, I don't know. It was kind of awesome and awful all, all in, in the same one. All in one. Um, thing. I was just glad that Sylvester Stallone was there because if he wasn't, I think it would have been more of a car crash than it kind of was. Oh, yeah. When, when Sly is your class act... Yeah, wow. But anyway, let's discuss it properly. Okay. It's what the millions of people have tuned in to. Hey, it was to. your choice. It was your choice. Did you recall any of this it. when you actually started watching it again? I did, but I don't regret it. I don't recall all of it quite as bad as that, but I don't regret it. I mean, I could have told you it was going to be pretty bad before we started. Oh, yeah. I knew it was going to be pretty bad, but like it's, it's tongue in cheek. So it was a bit of fun. Oh, it was fun. Come on. It was definitely fun. I can't say it wasn't fun. Good. So let's go, first of all, with the synopsis. As usual, Sinead, I'm always prepared for these things, and I've spent many hours looking up the right one. You've just found it two seconds ago, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But... I think I should take over synopsis from now on. You clearly can't be trusted to put the legwork in. Okay. I got facts. I got facts for you. I've, I've not only watched this, I've spent time reading about it as well. The unsinkable Molly Brown <laughs> springs to mind. Come on, give us your synopsis. Synopsize this bad boy. I will. So, I've actually gone Rotten Tomatoes this time. Lovely. Tasty. Purely on the basis of IMDb's was about half a sentence long. So, here's the synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. With innocent victims caught in the crossfire in Los Angeles' intensifying war on crime... Both cop John Spartan, played by Sylvester Stallone, and violent thug Simon Phoenix, played by Wesley Snipes, are sentenced to a state of frozen incarceration known as cryo-prison. When Spartan is finally thawed 36 years later, it's 2032, and Los Angeles is now a pacifist utopia called San Angeles. But with Phoenix again on the loose, Spartan must team up with future cop Lenina, Sandra Bullock, to apprehend the killer. Spot on. You don't need to watch the film. There you go. 
that's that's what you've got in a nutshell. Oh yeah, save yourself the one hour forty minutes. Yeah, exactly. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just imagine Total Recall meets Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure meets Airplane. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's that's this film. That's how I would have pitched it if I went yeah. into a meeting. <laughs> uh, that's pretty spot on. Um, I thought it was really. I mean, obviously, this film is going to test us to our limits in terms of, wow, the opening shot. Yeah, um, Los Angeles I, is burning. Well, this is the hilarious thing, because you open with this shot of the, a Hollywood sign on fire. Yeah, 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 which took me a minute to realise, is it that was the Hollywood, Hollywood sign, sign on yeah. fire? Yeah. The miniature was so bad yeah. that it took a while. The flames looked massive. <laughs> and I assume it's because it was a miniature. The camera was like, jolting all the way it wasn't a smooth that, that wasn't our broadband speed no 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 <laughs> streaming it slowly yeah, from yeah. amazon just dongling <laughs> through the phone no it was like uh, uh, and i just thought oh my god and they've just stuck with it mm. maybe building a second six inch high hollywood sign would have been <laughs> well they didn't really expensive. need it they could have just gone straight to the city sort of scape yeah you didn't need the hollywood sign no 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 you or, didn't. or was that like a commentary on hollywood burning yeah was was that the director wanting to be like Hollywood is over. I mean, it could have been, I suppose. But then, yeah, so we have that. We have, like, then all this destruction. The city's on fire in the background. You go in. And then there's a helicopter flying over, like, L.A. Mm. And um, it goes inside the helicopter. And the first thing, I mean, I love the first 10 minutes of this film. The first 10 minutes were brilliant. Yeah. Um, You went inside the helicopter and there's the two pilots. Did you recognise one of the pilots? Oh, I mean, no. We know who I did recognise later in the film and well, got Sylvester very Stallone. excited. Okay, obviously Sylvester Stallone was in the plane. I know who you spotted later and yeah. we'll talk about that later. I'm very excited about don't, my spot later. Don't strong arm um, Did I recognise? Well, Sly was in the plane. No, I didn't know. Who was so the two, two the Of the two pilots, the black guy, mm-hmm. he was Agent Johnson in Die Hard. Oh, nice spot. Yes, he was. Very nice spot. I didn't notice I that. Okay, well done. I know. I was back in school, dickhead. <laughs> That's what I kept expecting him to say. That's a oh, I was in high school, dickhead. Is yeah, I was in high school, dickhead. Yeah, when he speaks to the other Agent Johnson. Okay, I mean, I can't goes, quote me of, Die Hard to you, Brian. Reminds me of Numb, right? Slick. And he goes, I was still in high school. I was in junior high. Junior high. I was in junior high, dickhead. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know the script of Die Hard off by heart. Well, learn it. Otherwise. Finished. Reason one. <laughs> Reason one. That's great. We've started off early. We've kicked in well. Let me give you some facts while you're uh, making up ridiculous reasons to dump me. Please do. Okay, so this film uh, is from 1993, directed by Marco Brambilla. Love him. And produced by Joel Silver. Yeah. Of Lethal Weapon, all those type of... Movies fame. I know. you got to love him. you got to love him. Um, so very much in, in his wheelhouse. Um, it was Brambilla's directorial debut. Yeah. And looking him up, he seems much more to be kind of a visual artist and has done a lot of kind of artistic installations, video installations, things like that. Okay. So it seems a bit of a I mean, it might explain field. Sandra Bullock's performance. I really like Sandra Bullock. Oh. It wasn't great though, was it? No. I don't it know if she looked great. Oh, she looked amazing, she looked great. especially um, when she dressed up in that dress thing for the night out. 
Oh, do you want a fact about the dress? Go so on. So they go out for dinner and she's wearing a be- bejeweled dress. Backless number. Backless number. Um, apparently it was incredibly heavy. Ah. So the scene when they come out of the restaurant, it was starting to rip. Um, so she kept her arms down by her sides because the weight of the dress was starting to rip. All the fashion tips right here, right for you. Because I know you like a little fashion tip, Brian. I do. Talking about fashion, Wesley Snipes dungarees. Oh my God. I mean, I'm not convinced that was a good choice. Oh, it's nice. He's like a little action man. I love a dungaree. I'm all for a dungaree. Yeah. I'm, I wasn't a big fan of those ones. In the 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Mm. All, everybody all had grown dungarees. men had dungarees. A lot of men did. Well, maybe Wesley spawned that fashion. Start. Maybe he did. Yeah, well, it's 93. It's quite early, so, you know, could have been. You don't know. Um, originally, um, Steven, you could have had this film with Steven Seagal instead of... No, you couldn't. Instead of Sylvester Stallone and Jean-Claude instead of Wesley Snipes. Was that who they were trying to cast? Yeah, that's who they were going to, that's who they were wanting, but um, no. And Wesley Snipes actually turned it down multiple times. I don't blame him. Until they went out to the set. He was filming uh, a film called Rising Sun and they went out on set to convince him. Wow. We want you, we want you for this film. So he was like, okay, fine. Wow. Mm. I mean, I'm sure the paycheck helped. It's flattering though, isn't it? You know, if someone comes to track you down to basically say, I want you for my film you got to be a little flattered by that. And then they go ka-ching. Well, they must yeah. have had good. They must have got paid well for this. Because Dennis Leary has said he got paid handsomely for this. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sec- secondary character. Yeah, exactly. Okay, back to the story. So we meet Sly, a.k.a. Character name, Brian? John. Detective Car- Joe. Car- character surname, John Brian? John Stafford. No. John. John Spartan. Spartan. Yes. Okay. Um, and he fl- he basically jumps out the back of the helicopter. Brilliant. Best scene ever. He gets to the back of the helicopter. He attaches a bungee to the helicopter and to himself. Yeah. Not a very bouncy bungee, it's going to be said. And says, screams, it takes a maniac to catch a maniac. Yeah. Which he also repeats later on in the film. Which I loved. And he jumps out of the plane. Yeah. And as soon as the bungee finishes, which probably would have tore all his limbs off. <laughs> He starts firing his gun and killing people. He is not messing about. I mean, the fact that there are apparently hostages in that building. Oh no, screw the hostages. Not his concern, but that's how he gets. <laughs> that's how he gets his maniacs. The nickname, Demolition Man. <laughs> and I love the little news clip later on where they played an old news clip of him. Yeah. And he was carrying the kid. Yeah. And they said, oh, you've... He saved a kid from who was being held hostage. Yeah, and they say you've destructed like a ten million pound super mall to save one kid whose ransom was twenty five grand. Yeah, or something like yeah. that. And then what does the little girl? The kid goes, "Fuck you!" <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like yeah, fuck you. It's like absolutely. Why have only been twenty five grand? I needed saving. I'm I'm with the kid all day long. I don't know what's wrong. I've got a very sticky mouth. It's doing oh, my head in. Gross. Yeah, probably not very pleasant for the listeners either. Sorry about that. Um. Yeah, so, yeah, he's on the roof, he's killing loads of people, Wesley's watching it all on CCTV, snorting coke, because he is the ultimate bad man. A.K.A. Simon Phoenix. Sorry, Simon. Yeah, I mean, there's a bad Simon guy's Phoenix. name. Okay, at this point, let's just uh, put this out there. Not knowing anything about this film, yeah. beyond having seen a poster and the title of it. Demolition Man. Yeah, I didn't know 
if there was any background to the story. And honestly, when I saw Wesley Snipes as Phoenix, I thought, oh, this is probably a comic book thing that they've adapted because I was getting major Batman villain vibes. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking like Adam West Batman villain vibes. Yeah, like Riddler. (laughs) Yeah. Because he kept giggling all the time. Yeah, and he had on these sort of ludicrous kind of like black and white humbug sort of pants. Trousers. Sorry, went all American there. Yeah, I know. Trousers. Yeah. Yeah, it all felt a bit kind of 50s cartoon. I think... And I was a bit confused by the whole thing. Well, in your research... Yes. What did you find out? I found out... No, it's not. It was an original script. Do you want want some script facts? Yes, please. I've got script facts for you. So, no, 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 no comic background, no video game background, no nothing that I decided during this film. The original script was written by a man called Peter Lenkov. um, And then it was rewritten by Daniel Waters, who rewrote it to such an extent he got the first screenwriting credit on it. Okay. Okay. he had written Heather's Batman Returns, Hudson Hawk. Well, there you go. Um, I mean, all those films are a bit weird, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I suppose there's kind of an on, a kind of an odd edge to it. Um, and I think it was much more actiony. And then they gradually started to insert the kind of the humour, right? Because there is a lot of humour in this film. It oh, is, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. say, you know, crossed with airplane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> total recall crossed with airplane. But yes, Daniel Waters and. We, I could give you a little fact about the three seashells, but we haven't got to that scene yet. So no, we will. We'll we will, though. We definitely will. So, so many facts just pouring out of me. I just can't contain them. But back to the beginning, when um, he jumps in, he's killing everyone. Wesley and him then have a fight. Wesley sets fire to the floor. The fire, because um, he's put petrol all over the floor. Sorry, gasoline all over the floor. And then as they're running out of the building, because he's... Eventually, Stallone overcomes him and he's running out of the building with over his shoulder. And obviously, the good old-fashioned, I remember this from the 90s, brilliant, brilliant stuff, C4 plastic explosive was all in the warehouse everywhere and it just blew up. Oh, what, like canister? they canisters? Yeah, are they? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Very A-team. But I just thought, how very 90s. I remember as a kid in the 90s, C4 plastic explosive was the big thing. What, was it around the buildings you used to wander through? No, but whenever you watched anything, there was always a bad guy with C4 plastic explosive sticking detonators into it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just always the case. Big problem back in the 90s. Well, there was loads of it. There was an excess, obviously, because this (laughs) random warehouse was full of it. That and petrol. It was like, what sort of warehouse is this? Yeah, but he kept it. Um, hey, like early conclusion to the film, he captures Phoenix and yeah. they're arre- he's arrested and taken off. But not before we discover that the hostages, yeah, that I keep wanting to call him Rambo, the hostages that um, John Spartan has gone in to save, yeah, have actually been killed in his entire demolition of the building. So I read very in... shoddy workmen. <laughs> so I read in something. I know you were expecting like a drama about a subcontracted demolition <laughs> yeah, expert exactly, or whatever, yeah. but no, I, I read in something about this film that he was wrongly accused, that the, that the bad guy had already killed the hostages, but left them in the building so that... Oh, that wasn't clear. No. Did you no, think that when no. you... Yeah, because obviously um, Wesley Snipes is kind of laughing, going, oh, you know, yeah, I've, yeah. You've, me- you've messed up. I yeah. didn't... Uh, no, oh, right, okay. That's yeah, so apparently that was it, but... They I don't should, think they that should have made that clearer, worked. because I just thought, well, that's put me off old Spartan straight away. Oh, totally agree. So everything's exploding, and he's walking around, and then the police chief 
who's walking around. He's a police chief in something else. Um, who was shouting at him afterwards, like, you've fucked Yeah, up. but we don't see him again, do we? Because that's, no. this is the 90s section, so obviously he doesn't appear no. again, so I the can't... The captain or whatever he is. There was a lot of people in this film that looked incredibly familiar. Yeah. And I will give you um, a couple later. I'm going to give you a modern family connection later. When right. We, when we okay. move forward to 2032. You, I've got modern okay. family connection. I love a little connection. Nice. That's good. I can see you're excited for that. Um, so they're they're going to put Stallone, Spartan, Spartacus, whatever his <laughs> name is, into frozen, yeah, this cry- is, cryo prison this as is they their, call it. Um, so they punishment. freeze, yeah, prisoners in '96. Apparently, we were able to do that. I don't know why we gave up on it, but there okay. You go. So this is a bit weird, isn't it? Right. So this is LA 1996, and the punishment for criminals. Yeah. Um, is to be cryogenically frozen. Yeah, but they did establish that they were one of the first. Well, I should hope so. I mean, it doesn't really make no. much sense. Well, I mean, this film in general. Yeah, I was going to say, if, you know. Don't look for logic here. Yeah, and um, yeah, there's, he's told that for killing hostages, you know, he's going to be given this frozen it's going to be cryoprism. Cryogen- yeah, cryogenically frozen. Yeah. And he's not due for release or, or for probation until like 2040 something, 2049 yeah. or something. Yeah, and they take him in and he rides around in this pool of water and then it's frozen and he's cryogenically frozen and yada, yada, yada. Did it remind you of anything, that? The old it did. I wrote down um, a oh, word it reminded me of. Pretty Patel. <laughs> I think that's what she'd be doing to people. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And the future world is Pretty Patel world. <laughs> I thought if you Jesus. if you look at this future world that yeah. we're going to go to in a minute, and we're all going to be controlled, and it's really like modern corporate yeah world, and I'll talk about that. In a well, moment. that's really depressing. I had uh, a much more flippant thought when okay. he was being frozen. Quantum leap. That's where I went. I went to the comfort zone of my childhood. Good. You went to the bleak, pretty Patel controlled future of Britain. Yeah, I went to the reality of the situation. Oh, this was supposed to be a bit of light escapism, not. Well, this should be called Demolition Man, Logline, <laughs> The Pretty Patel Story. <laughs> the Pretty Patel Story. Um, so, 2032. Yeah. So, but what I loved about that opening part was in 10 minutes, yeah. they did and established everything. You'd already had gunfight, you'd already had explosions, you'd yeah. already had a bad guy, a good guy, you'd, you'd already had, had the ultimate well, fight off, you'd had a bit of comedy, and you got the setup for the rest of the film. Yes, and this portion of the film wasn't originally going to be there. So originally the film right. was going to open in 2032. Oh, that wouldn't work. Um, but this portion got added in for all the reasons that you've just said, you know, and to add contrast between um, the the previous, you know, the year and then moving forward. Yeah. And, but yeah, originally it wasn't actually going to be part of the story. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So 2032... This was all a bit confusing, you've got to be honest. So we get to 2032 and we meet Sandra Bullock. We do. As um, Officer Huxley. Yes. A nod to um, the writer Aldous Huxley, apparently. Okay. They were were thinking about things when they wrote this film. This wasn't a script that was dashed off in, uh, what was my fact here, two and a half weeks. (laughs) Fastest work Daniel Waters has ever done, two and a half weeks. I would suggest maybe that's reflected in the story. I'll be honest, Daniel, I would have said you could have banged this out in two. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. How much money did you say this film grossed? Oh, 149 million. Exactly. So, well done him. 
and screw me, to be honest with yeah. you. I'd love to write a script in two and a half weeks and have it go on to make... 149. <laughs> yeah. That's my dream. Daniel, you're my god. Call me. No, I mean, and Sandra Bullock at the start, what the hell? I mean... What do you mean? Her acting didn't get much better throughout the film, but what the hell? I she felt... was trying to put on this world is perfect yeah. thing, but at the same time, and I assume she was directed that way, yeah, of right? Of course, of course. But at the same time, she was supposed to be a renegade that loved the 90s and was a bit flitty, and they had her driving a Tesla, freakily like a Tesla, for 1996. <laughs> I thought the cars were all a bit Back to the Future too, weren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some and why do cars of the future never have number plates? Because you have to then make them and it adds cost. And they'd all be chipped, wouldn't they? You wouldn't need it. Mm. Just notice that. It's in like a tax disc. Films, they never have number plates. It's like a tax disc in a modern car. We don't have you don't need more. a tax disc. Right, we're getting closer and closer to this. I'm telling you, every day. I think Sandra Bullock did a good job with what she was given here because I think she was trying to play the comedy aspect right I think she was trying to play this um woman that had been born into this very sanitized society yeah and even her view of the the 90s her love of the 90s was kind of a sanitized one yeah I, I, I've just convinced myself now that there were depths to her performance here that I didn't originally see in the film. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm going to sort of suggest like maybe her. just... I like her as well, but... Uh. Anyway, she's on the hunt for action. Yep. She wants something to happen in this um, utopian future. Yeah, this strange utopian future which has weird underground people. I mean, yeah. what was that opening bit where they sent up... That little machine that spray-painted life is hell. Oh, yeah. And instantly some prongs came out and cleared the graffiti and blew up the machine. Yeah. And they had these little periscopes popping up out of the grass. Well, it was so weird. That's crime in 2032. San Angelo. San Angeles. Which it made me think of Bill and San Ted. San Angeles. San Angeles, sorry. Um, and I thought that's that's how crime goes down in this neck of the woods. Little yeah. robots coming up and spray paint and graffiti. I thought maybe that's what Banksy's going to be doing in 20 years' time. Yeah, true. Banksy won't come out himself and, you know, create artwork on the side of buildings. He'll just send out little drone robots. He probably already does. Why has he never been caught? Well, exactly. It's actually a really good idea. If people are edging closer to finding out who Banksy is, he needs to program some robots to go out and do yeah. the work for him. And because... if he does program a drone to go out and do some work for him... Uh, we're just laying claim to that now. Trademark pending. What would you call the machine? The Banksy bot. <laughs> Banksy bot. I don't think you can use his name. Why don't not? Think you, you can't trademark his name. I'll trademark anything a damn well like. You're gonna have to come up. We'll I get... trademark Coca Cola. <laughs> we'll get our legal team onto that, Brian, because I don't think that's gonna fly. Vicious, my legal team. <laughs> Vicious. So, yeah, we're in this utopian 2032 where um, it's all very reliant on tech. Yeah. Which is scarily accurate yeah, to yeah, how no, we're headed, it's where scarily we are. Scarily accurate. And everyone's all very bland and homogenized, which is exactly like it is now. Um, I thought, actually, the one thing that really scared me about this was this world, like, you know, where they got these tokens for swearing and no, you can't speak like that and you can't do this oh, and you the... can't do that. Yeah. It just reminded me of certain corporations I've worked for in mm. London. I feel like Sylvester Stallone in a lot of places <laughs> I work because I walk in 
And um, I I'll love ask that's us, your comparison. Well, <laughs> well, you know. I feel like Sylvester Stallone no matter where you I know. go. It's just a look of the draw. Go on, elaborate. No, but like I walk in, I will ask a straight question to people who look like they were born in a completely different era to me. <laughs> um, and they will... You get told you're being... <laughs> yeah, and I am always getting told that that's not the way we speak here. It's not the way we do things here. And like everything's controlled and... You know, everybody's on... I mean, the, the precursor at Microsoft Teams was at his conference room. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is like working at a corporation. There's the big wig who thinks he can do anything he likes with his worm of an assistant. In a kimono. Bizarre. Yeah, but, you know. Um, but it was just all like... Even the buildings looked like corporate headquarters. Yeah, I thought, yeah, like, yeah. I bet you this is the sort of thing that... Who's the guy who runs Facebook? Zuckerberg. Yeah, it's the sort of thing I can imagine Zuckerberg knocking one out <laughs> be, to. Do you know what I mean? It's like, wow, this is my life. This is me. This is... So you're basically Sylvester Stallone going around getting verbal mor- morality standard tickets for swearing. Pretty much. And and it wouldn't be the first time, I believe, that I've been called a Neanderthal, which he got called quite a lot. Oh, I love it. I love the fact that you're bonding with Sylvester in this Well, film. he's just... I honestly feel like I was frozen in, like, 98. <laughs> and then woken up in 2020 and gone, there you go, look after this massive environment. And you're like... That's not the way we do things here, Brian. I work on hunches. <laughs> People don't like it. The other um, the other thing which I thought was quite apt, given the fact that uh, the last two years of pandemic... Um, yeah. When they met, they didn't shake hands or touch each other. They yeah. did a weird hand rubby gesture <laughs> against yeah. against each other's palms, but not actually touching. Yeah, and he even said that after years of people feeling like they're locked indoors and afraid to go out, people wanted this new mm. sort of um, happy, stable way of life. I thought, how many fucking older people now would give their right arm to live in something like that where there's just no problems anymore there yeah. are just no problems you don't get a choice anymore pretty patel runs everything now <laughs> it's fine there's no crime we're all happy yeah there's no crime we've done a deal with another country to ship all our criminals there and all our border <laughs> yeah. crosses and everything we're not else. dealing with yeah, it yeah it's fine right. i mean we've honestly i mean i don't want to get political this but film is ahead of its time is what we're saying we're, we are this is massively ahead of its time. So we find out that people are living underground. Well, we don't really find that out at this point, but we see Dennis Leary, his character, yeah, yeah. Um, who had been putting the graffiti out. And, yeah. uh, what he had and he's a... obviously a renegade because he was dressed like something that lived in a tree. Like that Samantha Mumba film. For some reason, they all look like they're in brown rags. Oh, I thought Mad Max. Okay, yeah, we'll yeah. go with that. That's probably yeah, a more yeah, mature yeah. reference. Yeah. <laughs> well, when when we went underground to see where these people were living kind of in the sewers, it was a combination of Mad Max meets Dickensian... Oh, yeah. London. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> Sort of, you know, urchin children yeah. running yeah, around. It had a real total recall... Yes, yeah, exactly. ...Mars feel to it, but yeah. without... But, like you say, steampunk a version ste- Yeah, of it. exactly. I, that, that was my that was my feeling. Um Yes, yeah, so we so we obviously established that Dennis Leary is kind of leading the um, what would you call them? 
The rebellion. Thank you. That's the exact word I was looking for. Leading the rebellion. And we established that Sandra Bullock wants a bit of excitement. She keeps questioning things. She wants a bit of excitement. Yeah, she's not happy. She's obsessed with the 90s. Everyone keeps saying, you're obsessed with the 90s. I thought of you, Sinead. You're obsessed with the 90s. I am obsessed with the 90s. Um, I'm quite happy to be obsessed with the 90s. Her boss says to her, your fascination with the vulgar 20th century must stop. And I thought, don't tell me what to do, mate. She's got a Lethal Weapon 3 poster in her office. I know. How cool is that? I mean... I mean, the fact that Joel Silver produced that as well. <laughs> yeah. And that was probably coming out the same year. Did it come out the same year? I don't know what year that Oh, please out. look it up. Okay. Look, I'll keep everybody entertained while you look it up. <laughs> Wicked Witchcraft. That's the one with Joe Pesci in, right? Yeah, that's right. It came out the year before, 92. Sinead, I was busy entertaining. Even <laughs> though you know it's strictly taboo. <laughs> What year did it come out? 92. Year before the this. The year before so this So he's film. kind of selling that. That was probably coming out on VHS or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was like, let's remind people how great this film was. They can go and check it out. Jeez, Ali. Right. Then we move to Mr. Wesley Snipes. Yes. At his parole hearing. So I found this a little bit strange. You've cryogenically frozen someone who yeah. I read in a thing about this. was supposed to have been cryogenically frozen for an eternity. And um, you unfreeze him to give him parole. Yeah. A parole hearing. Well, I suppose there has to be some... And then you freeze them again? There has to be some human rights involved here. It doesn't sound like a lot of human rights, does it? (laughs) Well, they're also meant to have undergone a kind of rehabilitation... Pretty Patel style. Yeah. Brainwasher, I think, would be the only way to describe it. Um, And there's a weird aside to that later with Sylvester Stallone's character... But here we see Wesley at his parole hearing. Um, and all this was all very strange. So yeah. it was kind of clear that they had no intention of kind of letting him out, but they were go, going through the motions of this parole hearing. Yeah, He was m- mumbling complete nonsense. Yes, he was. Unless, unless that was just me not understanding what was happening. He didn't make any sense. No, no, he And didn't. I figured that was because he was, you know, just being unfrozen. So it would be quite startling. Yeah, yeah. Um, revelation. Um, and then suddenly he said some word and his cuffs, handcuffs opened. Yeah. And he he jumped up and basically killed the yeah. two guards that were standing there with him. One of them managing to say, how did you know the password to the cuffs before? So I'm assuming you didn't hear the password. No, because I couldn't understand what he was saying. It was like... Yeah. yeah, I caught the password. What was the password? So... It better be something good. Teddy bear. No, it wasn't. I swear to God. Damn, why didn't I research that? I'll believe you, but if you're winding me up no, to get me I back swear for the to the other God. day. No, 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 no. I'm not. Because I thought, teddy bear, and I wrote down here. Where did I write it? Yeah, password, teddy bear. Teddy bear. And I put... Well, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. But maybe that was some hilarious thing that, you know, such a soft word... Ha 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 ha. Well, I had no idea what was... I thought, well, what's going on? This is all a bit confusing. Oh, I agree. Um, and then in order to get himself out of the cryo prison... Yeah. Because obviously everything is done by like retina scanning and oh, all this yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. He plucks out the... Um, yeah, the warden The or warden's eye and yeah. uses that to scan his way out. With a pen. Yeah, yeah, with like a fountain pen. Because the pen is mightier than the sword, my friend. Actually, it's a good point. Where did he get the bloody fountain pen from? Who'd be using out a fountain the... pen in 2032? It was out of the pocket of the guy who was working on his tablet. But then, not being funny... Yeah, exactly, it doesn't... I'd carry a fountain pen around work. Not in 2032 when everything is... I'm not is... that far away. I'd carry a fountain <laughs> pen around work. In 10 years' time. 
I mean, it's I mean, more likely in 10 years' time. we've got a big leap to make in 10 years' time to make it to where they are in this film. To be honest, a lot of it is backwards because I love the computer Sandra Bullock kept working on after he'd escaped. So he escaped. Yeah. So I'm not going to bore you with all the tales <laughs> yeah, of the escape. He, he escaped. He murder, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. Murder, death, yeah. kill. Yeah, murder, death, kill. He's committed a murder, death, kill. Yeah. Yeah, so the police get alerted that, he, that there's been a murder, death, kill, and they swiftly realise that Simon Phoenix has escaped. Yeah. Um, via Sandra's computer. Exactly, where basically there seems to be some sort of large calculator taped <laughs> to a desk. And she punches in four numbers and then she asks it a question and it answers anyway. Like so, Alexa. So why... Don't say that out loud. <laughs> so why do we bother punching in the numbers? She could have just said them. Well, she doesn't need to say any numbers. She just asked a question and it answered. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole thing made little sense. It was insane. It was all coming up like an old BBC computer. I know. It was great. <laughs> Scanning up sort of images. And then they and were stuff. trying to track him but they couldn't because he was the only one. He was early doors. He was early doors. And the old cop kept going, Oh, he's savage, you don't want to know anything about him and I kept thinking, Who's this old bloody cop? What's he got to do with it? And later on it was revealed he was that helicopter pilot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So but, he knew But yeah. he didn't look anything like the helicopter pilot. Well it's a different actor, Brian. <laughs> Ah, I that's see. why I didn't look anything like it. It's a completely different actor. Um, but then they they well let's let's give Sandra her dues here. She realizes that there's a car missing from the parking lot of the prison. Yeah, and so they put a tracker on it, and they can track because clearly Wesley Snipes has stolen this car, and they can track him where he's yeah. gone. The look of smugness on these police officers' face. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was unbelievable. It was I, like, guys, this is not going to go to plan. I did like the fact that they were so not used to dealing with crime. Mm. It must be like it is in a Devon police station. They yeah. just stood there watching it. <laughs> like they, there was hundreds of them standing there watching and doing nothing. It was great. Yeah, well, they didn't know what to do, did they? Um, oh, yeah, and then they were watching him on the map in the car going away. Yeah. And I thought, is this a precursor to Uber? Did the guy who started <laughs> Uber watch this and think, this is genius? Why don't I do that? Well, I wish we'd had the foresight to have done any of these things, Brian. We could be millionaires by now. Don't get me started on my uh, online casino idea that I never followed through on. Just <laughs> saying, hashtag. Um, they find Wesley and they corner him. They do. And he's at this CompuChat. Yeah. Booth. So explain this CompuChat to me, please. So there's a computer screen embedded in the wall of a building, much like a, cash a point. ATM. Exactly. Um, but it's called a CompuChat and you can go up and type in different things and you can have an ego boost. Yes. So it will compliment, compliment you and uh, tell you lovely things about yourself. Yeah. I thought this was all very Black Mirror. You haven't really watched much Black Mirror. No. But trust me when I say this is all very Black Mirror. This right. kind of, okay. you know, this kind of strange utopian, which isn't really utopia and the way technology has kind of taken over our lives. Yeah, it was all very Charlie Brooker. I'm, but, I'm wondering if he enjoyed these films when he was younger. But what I found quite refreshing was from his CompuChat, yeah. he apparently could break into bank accounts, break into government files, break into prison records, break into everything. Everything. Yet no sign of the internet anywhere. Because obviously 96, no one really had any faith it would do anything. 93 this film was made. Oh, sorry, yeah, 93. No one definitely, I mean... What the hell? Yeah. I mean, he still picked up. Didn't the even disc. have Ask Jeeves. I know he got the security discs for later on as the yeah, 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 like CDs. But like, um, yeah, he was hacking into everything, and all this stuff was communicating with him, and he was going into banks, and 
everything in you was like, I don't know how I'm doing it. I don't know how I'm doing it. Yeah. I just don't well, know I, how I'm doing and it. And, and I just like, thought, well, how are you doing? Didn't make any sort of they didn't bother explaining it until Not later on, but yeah. it was. Just, I just don't know how I'm doing it. And they didn't really it? explain it later on. It was kind of. Well, yeah, he'd been programmed with it by the evil Doctor Schusterhausen. Doctor Cocteau. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Was that like Robinson Crusoe or something like no, that? No, I don't know. There was no. There was no sort of explanation to his Dr. name. Doctor Moreau. Um, the island of Doctor Moreau. Yeah. Was I know, it like that? I don't know. Huh. Um, Doctor Who. <laughs> You're just going to name doctors now? No. Dr. Finlay? Oh, all right. Yeah. Dr. Quinn, okay. your favourite. Dr. Leg? <laughs> hey! Um, when the police arrived to arrest Wesley, or to yeah. attempt to arrest Wesley, yeah. I absolutely loved the fact that they had no clue what to do, so they just kept basically asking Alexa. Well, what I loved about that was, it, I can imagine a modern police officer, I'm not having a go at any police officers, but in a rural community, almost... Looking on his, looking at YouTube Googling, on his what phone. Do I do? What do I do now? <laughs> I mean, that was essentially what this guy was doing. Yeah, it was he was great. essentially googling how to apprehend a suspect. Um, and the Alexa-style device um, said, "Demand the maniac lies down." I love yeah, the way yeah, everyone yeah. was just referred to as a maniac in this film. Demand the maniac lie down. And every time they swear, it was brilliant. You get credit, fined one credit yeah. for profane for use of language. Obviously, Wesley does not acquiesce to this demand of lying down. Um, yeah. And Alexa tells them to repeat it more firmly and use the word now or something yeah. at the end of the sentence. Or um, else. Or it? else, that's yeah. it. Or else. Um, and then I loved it. We went back to the uh, police station and they were watching this all unfold on the screen. Yes, yeah. Um, CCTV. I mean, yeah, why that, not? that's true. Yeah, that's we can't thing. go anywhere nowadays without being... Facial recognised. Yeah. Um, but they were like, they're not trained for this sort of violence. Yeah, that's great. I wrote down here and I put a little laughy face next to it. It's like Star Trek, but with cops. <laughs> Star Trek, but You know, like cops. William Shatner's Star Trek. Oh, I was thinking Star these. Wars. I was thinking, what? Yeah, no, and it'd be like, you know, I almost wanted him to go, and sort of thing off. It was like that. A hundred percent. Amazing. Because when, okay, you're Mr. Sound Guy. You've made it clear about how important sound and... Okay, yeah, good. I'm glad we clarified I'm not a sound guy, though. That's good. <laughs> no, but, you know, how much you enjoy sound in films. I'm a big fan of the uh, the silent era, but there you go. We know. Well, it's your generation. <laughs> um, what were the sound effects? Again, this was like Adam West Batman. <laughs> when he was yeah. jumping over the car and punching the cops and, and yeah, but that's proper... attacking people. Yeah, that's 90s. Did there you, was so many you, 90s. You liked things. that, did you? This, I didn't, boom. but I mean, this this was so bizarre by this point. I remember it being bizarre. I really do. I think the only film probably weirder than this one is Howard the Duck. Whoa. Have you seen Howard the Duck? No. Oh, Howard the Duck. You can't make me watch oh it. Oh my God, I can make you watch no, it. No, you can't. Because I've seen it. I was no, joking. No. I've seen it. You've heard it here. I've seen it. You can't make me watch it. Mm-hmm. So if then, anybody would like Brian to watch Howard the Duck, oh, please let vote me know in. on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or one of you. Um, Come on, Mum. Yeah. Come on. Don't be daft. Your mum doesn't listen to this. Um, so then we go to the boardroom. We where meet Dr. Nigel Hawthorne. <laughs> I know. A.K.A. Yes, Prime Minister. Yeah. A.K.A. Man of King George. Yeah. And he's walking around this boardroom with everybody on uh, Zoom. Yeah, or a Microsoft Teams call. Yeah, yeah. 
having a chat with them That's about the future of the world. And that was scary enough in this big sanitised office. Yeah. Scary enough. That's basically business now with in 2022. Yeah, yeah. It was so great. And then he walks off and someone says, oh, someone, his assistant said someone's escaped or whatever. Oh, his assistant that shuffles in in a bizarre... Yeah comedic sort of turn yeah in a in a in a kind of isn't, a kimono with japanese sort of shoes on he's the one in beetlejuice isn't he yes he's in beetlejuice yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah and he goes someone's escaped or whatever and and all the screens have turned around looking but i thought oh my god i've been in meetings at a certain company mm. where someone walk in and say something but because they're on a big screen at the end of the room mm. they can see the whole room yeah so people who don't, are not privy to that information have seen it because someone's burst in and, and gone and, yeah. oh my god we need to sort this out oh, and you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. okay thank you yeah and they've left the room they've got i'm gonna have to shut the call down guys and you're like oh it's really that's unbelievably more, that's dangerous life, isn't it yeah i like the way the little screens were moving though oh yeah that was cool so they could see him yeah that was quality but i mean that's you you bought your parents a a facebook portal that, that follows you, doesn't it? That sort of moves a little bit to follow people around the room. It does. I'm not keen on letting everyone know that I have supported Mark Zuckerberg in his I mean, you've mentioned him twice, so I think maybe we've got a little baby crush going on old Zooks. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. Call me Mark. <laughs> okay, Mark, come on. Right. Anyway, let's do it. Um, yes, so then they decide the police force decide they're going to defreeze or thaw out. Sylvester. That's it. Can I just ask you, though, yeah. was it clear to you who the hell the Nigel Hawthorne character was? Oh, no. What the hell his point in the whole thing? Yeah, no, I thought, is he mayor? Is he king? Is he president? What is this? It didn't Does he any- just run a town? But this is why it felt corporate, I think, because yeah. actually it almost felt like outside of this one little community, well, a very big community of LA and San Diego and whatever else had merged with it, no one else in the world seemed to be living this life. Well, it was hard to establish that, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure if they were. Basically, we discovered that it, he it's his baby, Dr. Yeah, Cocteau's Dr. baby. baby. This is like, yeah, he wants to create this idyllic Which, um, not being funny, living environment. But not being funny, look at these super bloody headquarters of like Google. Yeah. You know, these massive ring headquarters where everything's in it. Even the big offices here. If you go into the bigger offices of the big corporations here, they all run the same way. Yeah, you yeah. don't leave. It's yeah. like a casino. Oh, so this campus mentality of yeah, like, you like, come through the doors yeah, at 9am. everybody's happy. Everybody's equal. Everybody's equal, which I'm all for, as long as they follow the rules we set. Yeah. And I find that really bizarre. Well, which I'm is all unequal it. in itself because someone yeah. said they was wrong. Yeah, but, I'm, you know, I'm absolutely 100%. Everyone should be whoever they damn well want to be. I really think that that is the future of the planet. However, they do it under this veil of like, yeah, man, we're all great. As long as mm. you fit this box. Yeah, you follow the rules that we prescribe. Yeah, and, and it's just so freakily corporate, mm. this thing, where everyone's driving around in like electric cars that drive mm. themselves. Mm. I mean, I don't know if they knew that Google was coming then. I don't know if they met the two kids in the garage as they were working on the, <laughs> the thing, but... My God, this was weird and creepy. And... Yeah, I think watching it now, like you say, 2022, 10 years, you know, to go until 2032, which is when it is. It is a, yeah, it is a bit kind of... Um, you know, the police state thing, the mm. pretty Patel mm. world mm. is massively coming. Mm. 
kind of here already, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's like, whoa, this is insane. Yeah, well, you'll just have a pleasant life where nothing will ever interfere with your life. And it's like... Who knew we were going to get so much from Demolition Man? I never wanted a rat burger and a Savetta <laughs> so much in my life. I'd love a Savetta now. <laughs> Would you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I drank way too much last night, but now you've just said that. I thought, oh, a nice cool beer. That'd yeah, be lovely. It would be quite Just nice. like really crisp, yeah, cool. Yeah, just the one. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um, so they de- they defreeze, they unfreeze. What's the terminology here? Thaw. They thaw out, that's it. They thaw out um, Sylvester. Yep. Very, very sort of Matrixy vibe, I thought there. Very you much You know, so. when Keanu's in the pod. And I thought, whoever the stuntman or body double was... Mm. Very brave. To be in... Oh, it's probably Sylvester well, himself, to be it? allowed to be... To allow yourself to be frozen. <laughs> Very brave. And to pretty much have your testicles on show. Because at the end where Sylvester's thrown against... I didn't against, see anyone's testicles. Well, at the end where Sylvester's thrown against an ice block that dropped to the floor out of that claw. Yeah. Basically, there's a guy's dick just behind his head. And I'm like, how did they get away with that? Whoa, you... Did you pause this it, yeah. at this point? That was when you. I asked you to just nip off for a bit. Got your second pair of glasses, like, um, oh, from, like the from the repair shop. from the repair shop. No, no. <laughs> Go I to just the bathroom, Sinead. I just need to check. No, with I'm not, you didn't see anything, but there's an awful lot of crotch shots and stuff. And I just thought, oh, God, Well, you've unpleasant. got to be naked. You can't be cryogenically frozen with your clothes on, can you? No, I know that, because they'd stick to you and they'd have to cut them off and it's a whole messy they thing. Burn. But they would have shaved them as well, I would have thought, though. You wouldn't cryogenically freeze someone with their well, hair. When on. Neo, when Neo came out of the pod, he was bald, wasn't he? Oh, sweetheart! Yeah. Again, yeah, <laughs> it's make believe. It's an opportunity to talk about Keanu Reeves. Oh, and if of I can work is. that, into yeah, you've already managed to shoot one in Bill and Ted. I noticed that. <laughs> um, they bring him back. He comes to the police station, yeah. and. And he says, yeah, is my wife alive? Yeah. No, she's no. dead. My is my daughter. daughter alive? We didn't bring you back here for a chat. Subplot. Yeah, and I thought, oh, his daughter must be alive. They soon swept that under the carpet. Well, that that would have been that would have been a subplot. From my research, it does appear that they did film something ah. and that she was going to be one of the um, people living underground with ah. Dennis Leary. Okay. Um, but it didn't it didn't go down well so they cut it they Fair cut enough. it from the whole film but then apparently when they screened it to some early audiences people got confused and thought maybe Sandra Bullock was meant to be his daughter oh and that crossed my mind yeah. when he said i had a daughter and i thought yeah. oh, Sandra Bullock's going to be his daughter yeah. but then i kind of did the maths quickly in my head and thought she's too young yeah and then they started making love and the then truck. They started making love. But before they started making love, she informs him that there's a lot of things that are illegal in um, 2032. In Pretty Patel land. In Pretty Patel land. Alcohol, illegal. Caffeine, meat. Anything spicy. Chocolate, smokes, alcohol. Anything spicy. And you have to have a license to get pregnant. Yes. Wow. I know. It's basically... I mean, we're basically talking about North. When did the smoking ban come in... It was, no, up, after it was that. well after, after 93, wasn't it? But also, you see, this is the other thing as well, the reflection of... There was like this above-ground perfect world mm. and everyone who was below ground, mm. who was, it was like this class divide. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You they know, were if you're the wealthy middle class, if you were the people food. who work in the city, I thought the best way to refer to it was North London versus South London. Big up you to know, South London. Absolutely. We are <laughs> South London through and through. 
cut me across my middle, you'll see the word SAF, spelled <laughs> S-A-R-F, written all the way across me. But they see us like that. You know, it's like when you say to people you live in South London, it's like, oh, you've just escaped across the border to steal food. <laughs> Do you know what escaped. I mean? Get back! I, Get I've back. had people from North London call this bandit country. Oh, I love it. It's ridiculous. But anyway, I thought that. I just thought, oh, wow, he's going into South London. That's South and North London. We occasionally stick the periscope up and tag something, and that's about <laughs> it. It's insane. Eggs. Eggs everywhere in South London. Oh, yes. Um, this is when we get to something that I need to discuss with you. Go on. Mr. Stallone, a.k.a. John Spartan, goes to the bathroom. Oh. And he comes back and he says, yeah, there's no any... toilet paper. I mean, brilliant. I, I mean, pandemic all over, wasn't it? We oh couldn't get any God. toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you not? That was my first thought. And I never thought it was like the pandemic. did I consider using three seashells. So, Sandra Bullock starts laughing and is like, Great yeah, yeah, soon. yeah. Back back then, back in the 90s, they used to use like wads of paper. <laughs> yeah, and they all start laughing. Yeah. And when they laughed, I thought about it. And I thought, oh my God, that does sound quite grotesque. Yeah, it does, yeah. Now, during the pandemic, when it was hard to get hold of toilet paper, or kitchen roll for that matter... We never use seashells. We never use seashells, but I thought if push comes to shove... Razor clam. I'll just get in the shower and just rinse off. Not a visual image anyone needed. Well, it's a B-day situation, isn't it, really? Sort of. A a B-day squirts the water upwards rather than down. Okay, you can turn a shower head. You're going to get poo in the shower head. No, you don't ram it in. Oh, no. You what hold it about? and the jet goes up. What the hell is wrong with you? I've told you it's easy. You take in a damp cloth and a teaspoon. Oh, my God. Okay, so three seashells. wipe the teaspoon. Scoop, wipe the teaspoon. I'm going to vomit. Quick touch with the wet cloth to make sure everything's all right. <laughs> what do you do with the teaspoon? Put it back in the drawer. Well, once you've rinsed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you didn't seem to notice. <laughs> I thought it was chocolate sauce. Um... So there's three seashells in the bathroom. Yeah. And and they imply that this is what you're meant to use instead of toilet paper. Yeah. How does that work? How does that work? How do you think it works? Scrape with one, fill another one with water and pour it over oh, the effect. Oh, area. I love that. That's really nice. And the third one's just for buffing. <laughs> for buffing. Um, Was one a razor clam shell? Because they've kind no, of got that length. No, no. Uh, okay. no. You right. saw the shells later. There were three seashells. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of internet chat ah, about this. I bet. A lot. Okay. You can spend your, your day on the internet looking up um, Demolition Man and uh, three seashells. Um, but it has been said in a 2006 interview, you hold two seashells like chopsticks, pull gently and scrape what's left with the third so now you know. I mean, Let's it's put, not that far that from my bed. teaspoon damp cloth concept. It's really not. But do you want to know how um, how the seashells made it in? So um, the screenwriter, Daniel Waters, was trying to imagine a futuristic bathroom. Yeah. And he called his good mate Larry Karazowiecki. Oh, I know him. You know him? He, yeah, I met he, him at a party in Monaco a couple of years ago. Well, with his... Um, co-writer um scott alexander he doesn't write with with... scott that's a lie he's never (laughs) written with scott i think you'll find he has oh they might they might have written separately but i'm telling you those two do not get on 
Well, Wikipedia says differently, and and that's true stuff. Nobody can just put whatever they want on Wikipedia. If you'd have met Scott, you'd know why he doesn't work with him as well. Well, apparently they came up with Problem Child, Edward, People versus Larry Frint, Big Eyes. People versus Larry Frint. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't let that go. Good no. job. The People versus Larry Flint. <laughs> okay. No, um, they didn't write all of those together. So Big Eyes. <laughs> They did write those together. They're a screenwriting team. You don't know who either of them are. I've just introduced (laughs) them to you. Um, Anyway, Daniel gave old Larry a call and um, Larry said, well, I have shells in my bathroom, ornamental shells. Ergo, they turned into uh, backside wipers. Oh, I mean, it's nice to see they put so much time and effort into their work. And me researching it. So Sylvester then sees his old buddy. Yeah. His old buddy who you said looks nothing like... His younger counterpart? No, nothing <laughs> at all. Um, and they start kind of ragging on each other and sort of insulting each other. Yeah. And um, I love the fact he calls it fascist crap. <laughs> I'm not up for all this fascist crap. It's like, yes, like me neither. Down with Pretty Patel. I don't know why I've got such a. Down I know, on yeah. Let's well, I do know why I've got it down, down on her, but you know what I mean. I need to let it go. Um, but Sandra explains that um, this way of communicating with each other is um, insecure heterosexual males from that time period. Yeah. We both giggled at that. We both thought that was humorous. Yeah, exactly. But I did, I have to say, again, think when he made all this, I thought, wow, this sounds like me at a certain corporate uh, employer. Where I've basically stood there going, I'm not for all this and felt like really out of place. And everyone's like almost making fun of me, telling me all the things that are banned in the office. And I'm like, I'm not down with it. And everyone's dressed like what looks like a well, they all camp with... tribute act to the worm that's turned. Oh, oh, livid. Oh, God, I didn't realise this film was going to be so traumatic. I it, thought was... it was just going to be a bit of pulpy nonsense. Well, it was at the time when I first watched it. Now I've actually lived <laughs> now, it. Now you're trapped in yeah. this terrible situation. Now I'm bloody Sylvester Stallone. Jeez. We get to see a little bit more of Wesley um, in his dungarees. Mm. Yeah. And everyone else in the future wears like kind of floaty robes. Yeah, but that was very much in Back to the Future 3 as well, wasn't it? 2, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. This is what I mean. It's sort of this... Yeah, the, this sort of silky, floaty The sleeky thing. cars with gullwing doors, no yeah. number plates, yeah. and um, floaty sort of robes is very much a futuristic vision of the 90s. Yeah, yeah. We were, from the 90s. But if you think about it, early 90s, everyone was worried that Japan was taking over the world mm. in terms of economically they yeah. were. And I suppose they all thought, well, we'll just end up dressing like the Japanese, mm. you know, kimonos and oh, right. yeah, everything no, will be digital that, yeah. and, and all that. They were wrong. Hmm. Interesting point. Yeah. Sandra Bullock takes um, Sylvester off in the car and we get this really weird little moment where she's like, oh, we'll put on oldies radio. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of, I guess, I thought was going to be like putting on maybe absolute 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it appears that oldies radio only consists of old adverts and radio jingles no 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 she said that radio station was yeah she there's all these old little and they gave it a name these little jingles you used to have yeah that were advertising like they don't have advertising anymore oh so they thought they were songs no i think i'm looking for too much you are i think i think it's just you're too deep it went a bit kim (laughs) jong-un at this point you know i can imagine a north korean thinking wow what's an advert that's brilliant (laughs) Because they don't get them. Because they obviously. don't get others. Right, okay. That that so, that yeah. bypassed me. Yeah. I thought, well, what's this? So they arrive at the museum because they they've realised, well, 
Sylvester's realised that that is where Wesley's going to have gone because he needs guns. I actually love this bit because Wesley walks straight in and does what I've before have had this urge. You know when you go into... (laughs) No, but you Do know, we want to know? When you walk into a museum and it's all so quiet and prissy and everything, and he just smashes the, the guy's, <laughs> the attendant's head into the... Into the glass. Into the glass thing. Okay. And I just thought... You've wanted yeah. to do that in museums. Not, I'm never going to a museum with you again. No, not to that extent. But, you know, you just want to walk in and go, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, you just want to shout and say, look, you can still enjoy looking at these things without walking around in complete prim silence. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just thought, yeah, he was good. Again, that's just me. Well, you always go for the villain, don't you? So I'm surprised yeah. you weren't... Yeah, especially when he's got one eye a different colour than the other. I forgot that about Wesley. Oh, so one blue eye, yeah. one brown eye. Yeah. They cool. swapped at one point. He came up from the sewer a little bit later on in the film. The eyes were the other way around. No, they were. 100% they were. You can go back, you can rewind it, pause it. You can go back and pause your... Uh, I sculpture a bit as well if you want to. Trust me, I don't know what had happened there, but the eyes were the wrong way around. No, they weren't. They were. Well, maybe they. If anybody it... else has noticed this, back me up. Well, maybe they'd filmed it in the other direction, and the editor had to flip it. Maybe they to flipped... make it make him look in the correct direction. Maybe that's what they did. But I am telling you, he came out of that manhole cover, and I was like, "Hang on a minute, the blue's where the brown is, and the brown's where the blue should be." I mean, I don't believe that. And then it's just endless bullets i don't know they don't reload the gun at any point they don't seem to have extra bullets sort of in their pockets they just keep firing keep firing keep firing yeah i mean this is the one thing i thought i thought if you go to a museum because there's no firearms in the world apparently apart from in this museum Mm. but yet unless they stock ten thousand bullets behind the glass as well one guy with with one gun Anyway, wouldn't they have decommissioned weird. those as well before they put them in the museum? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you wouldn't put live ammunition next to it either because any little scrotum that goes to the museum can help himself. Well, there to would a be gun. no scrotums because this is the perfect world where there are no true, there true. are no things like that. But I did kind of think the whole of the rest of the film, yeah, once those two had first clashed, yeah, was just kind of fighting. Yeah, it. Re- I must admit, I got a little bit bored. <laughs> Yeah. Towards the end of the film, because it was like, it was so cartoonish and the action scenes weren't, for me personally, that interesting. I I genuinely didn't, I wasn't particularly entranced by any of them. No, they weren't that particularly well done. I (laughs) Mind you, there were a couple of moments, because I I don't sort of really want to dwell on the fighty scenes, because, I mean, anyone who's ever seen a 90s film... Will know very standard what they were watching, but there were a couple of things. First of all, one thing I wrote here that I have to talk about: how on earth much did Taco Bell pay to be in that the film as the only has. restaurant? All franchises of all restaurants are now Taco Bell. I can. I've got some facts about that for you. Oh, good. So, so just to clarify, so when Wesley escapes, yeah, he sees Doctor Cocteau, yeah. And we then realise that, ah, he's been programmed by him. That's the point at which we realise, oh, he's been programmed by him in order to um, rid the area of Dennis Leary's character. Which seemed like a complete overreaction to me. You bring this maniac, which they keep calling him, out from cryogenic freezing, who's raped, murdered, done all these things... To bring down Dennis Leary, who, whose biggest crime in the world seems to be a little bit of spray paint 
and stealing from a Taco Bell van. And with all due respect, why not just bring back someone who was a sniper? Exactly. Why not? Uh, the whole... Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of tapped out at this point. Um, and we find out as well in the Taco Bell scene that the underground criminals, they're not really criminals. They just want food. They're just, yeah. They're, they're just, just South Londoners. people, yeah. Yeah. Feed us. So Dr. Coteau takes um, Sandra Bullock and Sly to Taco Bell. Will you accompany me to Taco Bell? I know. Stallone's like, what the hell? Sandra Bullock explains, during the restaurant wars yep, of the, I pre- of the previous, um, previous years, Taco Bell was the only one that survived. Therefore, all restaurants are Taco Bells. Yeah. Nice. I've never been to a Taco Bell. There's one in Clapham. Is there? There is. Shall we go? Oh, no. Do they do veggies? I've been to one in America. Not good? Well, well, they're just a generic fast food chain. That's fine. I mean, we can go and try and find a veggie thing. I can hear people turning off the podcast now. Oh, they're veggies. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So when the script was originally written, it was Burger King. Okay. Burger King did not want to be involved. Thank you very much. So uh, they went to McDonald's. No, thank you. We don't wish to be oh, involved. Wow. So they ended up with Taco Bell. Wow. Secondary fact, which I think I love even more, the European version of this film. Yeah. Because Taco Bell's not, well, apparently there's one in Clapham. Well, there is now, but they've only very recently come. Yeah. So, 93, not Taco Bell, not really a European thing. Yeah. They swapped it out for Pizza Hut. Oh, wow. Part of the same overarching family, Pizza Hut and Taco Bell, apparently. Um, I would love everyone to be able to see Sinead doing her overarching linked I've, fingers. I've joined my fingers together. She's done the House of the Pizza Hut logo <laughs> as well. Yes. Yeah, okay. um, so not only did they redub um, Taco Bell for Pizza Hut, they also, in post, put Pizza Hut logos over where the Taco well, Bell yeah. ones were. Well, you'd have to. Love it. Brilliant. Isn't it? I know. I it really is. love that. Um, so they go to they go to the old Taco Bell, and it's very um, yeah very very twenty thirty two food very Michelin starred place. Well, yeah, and everyone's acting like if you're at a posh restaurant in London as well, you know. Oh, you're a Neanderthal. Oh, Why is it in a little <laughs> plate of tiny tiny food? And then he has another hunch that bad guys are coming, and they all come out from under the ground, and then he finds out they're just trying to get a hold of food, man. Yeah, exactly. So he. Oh, he emotionally connects with them, doesn't he? He's he does. like these these people aren't criminals. These people just um just want to survive and yeah, just just need just food. Hungry. Um, uh, yeah, around this point also, um, he asks Sandra Bullock about money. Like, you know, how how is Wesley gonna? He he won't have any money to kind of buy anything. Yeah, and she says all transactions are done through codes. Yeah, and I thought, well, again, that's like now, isn't it? Yeah. Do we actually? We were saying to our friends yesterday evening. Nobody sees any money anymore. No. We don't actually hand over any cash. It's just no. like, I give you five digits, you give me... A car. Yeah, well, for five digits. Um, so, yeah we've, yeah, we've reached the point of no physical money anymore. I know. I know. And then, everything we've all been waiting for, the Sandra Bullock sex scene. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. It all gets a bit, a bit hot and heavy. She was quite forward, wasn't she? She was. She gets him back to her apartment. Yeah, there's a link between, what did she say, violence and sex. Yeah, so basically she's got turned yeah. on because she's seen him yeah. fighting Dennis Leary's gang yeah. outside the Taco Bell. Yeah. So she brings him home for some boom chicka wow wow. Yeah, she said, there's a link between violence and sex. And with me feeling the way I'm feeling, I wondered if you'd like to have sex with me. And mm. he goes, do I? <laughs> 
In a rather loutish way, I thought. Yeah, but pretty much instantly I went, sex is not going to be sex in uh, this version. I know, of you vocalised it out loud. Well, I well. just thought straight away, I thought, yeah, that's not what's going to go down. Yeah. We get the Love Boat theme tune. Nice. Smooth. Which he comments on, which was cool. He was like, is that the Love Boat? That was cool. Some people might go for Barry White. Yeah. Others might go for... Not our Sandy. <laughs> love Boat. Uh, and then she comes back out with two sort of helmets, he- headsets, that's a better yeah, yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she also hands him a towel. Yeah, which I wrote was... that. Here you go. <laughs> Give him like... a towel. It's like, ew. <laughs> I just thought, okay, that's where we are. And then we get this this really sort of out of style. style. It didn't fit the rest no. of the film, did it? It's sort of these flashing, extreme close-ups of her face and... It, yeah, it just yeah. didn't it didn't really I thought it was quite funny because again I thought it was quite you know there's a lot of people out there that probably sit with their headsets on mm. having yeah. in inverted commas virtual, sex virtual with sex. Um, girls and boys at the other end of, yeah, of course the thing and I just thought oh my god mm. this one is closer than back to the future I want the back <laughs> to the future future <laughs> not this one I'm with you. I want to trust my car, the system with the star. <laughs> yeah. I do not want to be wearing a headset, like be dating a really, really fit woman. She goes, do you want to have sex? You think, yeah, and you get thrown a towel and a headset. I'm with <laughs> you. I'm with you. I'm back to the future, future all the way. And I love how disgusted she was. She was like, ooh, you mean like when he said, well, that's not the way you have sex. Yeah. And she was like, ugh. <laughs> it was quite... Yeah, she's like, oh, you mean the swapping of bodily fluids? fluids yeah. She's... she's absolutely revolted and she, she But But then she starts saying, well, that's how all these diseases spread. And I thought, again, yes. COVID, you know, yeah. like no one touch each other because that's how diseases yeah. spread. Oh, it's a bit... I know, you could see people going this way, couldn't you? When our next Prime Minister or the next leader of the bloody Tory party comes in as Mr Cocteau, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. Oh, and she also says a little bit earlier, um, she said she's been looking through the Schwarzenegger Library. Yes. Oh, and he's like, man. what? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> She's like, yeah. And she's like, um, yeah, he's president. He became president. president. Yeah, which he nearly did. <laughs> he was governor, governor of California. California. I thought, oh, goodness me. Yeah. I think this just goes to show what a, a crazy, insane world we're living in at the moment, to be honest with you. Um, it is insane. So, oh, and sorry, when she put him up in accommodation, this was the other thing yeah. that I had to write she down. Got him, she, got him a, she got him a room of his own next to hers or what whatever. What did she call it, though? She, called, she didn't call it domicile? Habitant? Domicile, yeah. something like that. Anyway, he goes in and he sits down and um, two most random things ever. One, phone call, naked woman, video call. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, hi, Dave. Oh, no. Okay, wrong Remember, number. Hangs up. But she's naked. Totally unnecessary. Okay. It was so just like they had to put in a naked girl because otherwise people are not going to watch it. It's the 90s. Um, that lady, that caller, wrong caller, was yes. um, Brandy Ledford. I mean, I know Brandy, but that, I don't think it was her. That was Brandy. She also played Desiree in Modern Family, who was the hot neighbour that, that Phil... Mm-hmm. She was the hot neighbour. She was only, she wasn't like in it much. But she was she was a really sexy neighbour that moved in next to Phil Dunphy. I don't recall this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show I'll, I'll show her. I remember afterwards. the two Hick, the Hick couple that moved in next to Phil Dunphy. Yeah, no, no, no. In in some other episodes, there's like this really hot blonde woman. Oh, okay. That moves in, All and right. um, Claire's really you know annoyed at Phil because Phil clearly fancies the answer. Right, right. Um, 
And my other Modern Family connection to this film is in the shape of Benjamin Bratt, who played Alfredo in this film, the cop with Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Javier from Modern Family. Oh, my God, the dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is. Manny's father. Yeah. So there you go, from Demolition Man to Modern Family. And so, obviously, to apologise to Sandra Bullock, what does Sly do? Knits her a jumper. I mean, this bit was... Explain that to me, please. Well, I can't explain it to you. It was absolutely ridiculous. So he goes into his domicile, um, and after um, seeing a ball of red wool... Why would there even be a ball of red wool? I didn't understand that either. Well, no. With knitting um, needles. Every, no one, not a single person there wore a jumper yeah, or exactly, anything Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They were all wearing these robes. Um, so he starts picking up, unravelling the ball of wool around yeah. his arm... As the naked girl calls it. As the naked girl calls. And then he puts this CD into his television. Yeah. Yeah, DVD player type thing. Um, And it's CCTV footage of Wesley Snipes talking to Dr. Cocteau. And he realises like, aha, they're in this together. And then he comes out the next morning and he's knitted Sandra a rather grotesque red sweater. Yeah, and she says that'll be part of your probationary that, rehabilitation. That's part of your rehabilitation. So as part of his rehabilitation, yeah, he's he realises he's been trained as a seamstress. So weird. So weird, so random, not really that funny. No. Could have come up with something a lot funnier than that because it really just didn't land, didn't really make any sense. And at this point, they then realise that um, Wesley Snipes has not had any of this type of rehabilitation he has just been programmed with more maniacal mass murdering yeah type desires yeah yeah because they've trained him to be even more killer like and know all codes and crack everything exactly it's really weird and he starts to overtake things and he demands some of his gang are unfrozen yeah i mean which they do goes off the deep end here what I don't understand is this is very 90s. Mm. So they unfreeze or thaw or yeah. whatever the gang. Every single member of the gang has a girl hanging off him. Yep. Where did all these girls come exactly. from? Exactly. Exactly. Well... Because the underground people we found out, they weren't animals. They weren't killers or no, anything. No, no, no. And the ones above ground, they did not look like... No. So... Exactly. Did they unfreeze these women to just come with them? Yeah. <laughs> like it well, made... unfreeze some <laughs> prostitutes as well. It literally was like, yeah, we can't be bothered to explain that. Yeah, He fine. wants some of his cronies unfrozen. Cut to scene of him with cronies and yeah. women hanging off them. And they were going to overtake the whole place with the six of them. Yeah. And then he was going to unfreeze another 80. Yeah. And there was a whole panic. He intends to unfreeze another 80. I've expected to say like 80,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. 80. I thought it was going to be thousands, yeah. yeah. And I but thought, I well, suppose... Los Angeles has a bigger economy than, like, most of Europe. It's massive. We we only... genuinely have been there a couple of times. And can you imagine 80 people doing that? <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I don't think you'd even notice. But maybe that was just the beginning. Like, how how much could one cryo prison hold? So maybe he would do that one and then he'd move on to the next. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here. His plans are yeah. bigger than just... But, yeah... Um, so Sly and Sandra go down into the sewers oh, yeah, to, to corner Snipes and, and to root him out and bring him to uh, justice. Yeah. Uh, they find a red car down there. What sort of car was that? I don't know. A Dodge Viper. I don't know what it was. An Oldsmobile with a flat four. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it looked nice, but that was yeah. that was down there for some reason in in a lift contraption that was still working Yeah. because they came up in it. 
Yeah. A little bit later. Which burst through the floor. Yeah. It was very weird. But I didn't... I mean, the one bit I loved down there was he went and bought the burger. He ate it and she was like, oh, it's rat. And, went, oh. and I love the fact that even as he was walking away, he was finishing it. Yeah. Like it... It didn't matter. No, but it, ultimately, it really doesn't when you eat burgers. Well, you don't really believe that it's 100% beef when you eat a burger. No one <laughs> does. I've never ever... I know I don't eat burgers now, but when I used to, mm. I never bit into it. And if someone said, I don't think that's 100% actually lean beef, I would never have gone, oh, no. You'd have just eaten it and enjoyed it, wouldn't you? Let's face it. Exactly. Um, Chevalgate. <laughs> that was for our French listeners. So we then see John Spartan coming across Mr. Friendly. Oh, AKA yes. A.K.A. Dennis Sorry. Leary. Uh, I thought you meant he was coming across as very friendly. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he, he finds him. And they, they team up. They just, they realise that they need to fight Wesley Snipes. Yeah. And we have sort of this brief fight scene in we the do. sewers um, before... Wesley buggers off again. Wesley, yeah, escapes. They get in the car and this lift, which presumably hasn't worked for nigh on 40 years, suddenly zooms them up to the surface and bursts. Yeah, through the floor without ruining the car. Through the floor. Um, and then they speed off in pursuit. So I had a question on mm. that. Saw it. Thought, interesting. Two things. One, if you tried to patch that old 1970s, 80s, whatever it was, Oldsmobile, yeah. against a Tesla now, wouldn't, wouldn't you wouldn't it. get anywhere near it. No. Anywhere near it. Two, where'd they get the petrol from? Ooh, didn't even think of that. Like? Oh, well, it had a full tank. Yeah, but an American car will get through a full tank in the first three miles. <laughs> and then I thought, though, this is where it got really 90s. And I started writing it down, right? Because this is where it got really, in a, really In a good 90s. way or in a bad way? Well, kind of in a good way, but it was following all the tropes yeah. of a 90s action film. Yeah. Firstly, the car chase. Okay? Yeah. That's a 90s film thing. Always have a car oh, yeah. chase, no yeah. matter what the the premise of the film. Yeah. Two, firing guns at each other yeah. from the windows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or through the windows. Not hitting. Don't give a shit about civilians. <laughs> no. Hitting the windscreen, but not hitting the people behind the windscreen, even yeah. though there's a hole in the windscreen. Three, the jump from vehicle to vehicle. <laughs> oh, oh, Massive yes, 90s yes. thing. We used to pull love closer, that. Pull closer, pull closer. I'll leap from the yeah. bonnet onto the back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just Ever thought very that? 90s. Uh, well, not from car to car. I did it from moped to moped. Oh, right. Yeah, I was okay. part of a moped display team, West Norfolk moped display team. I thought you were going to say from horse to horse. No, 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 no. And um, we used to have a, a line of these 50cc Yamaha T20s and basically... Very specific. Well, they were a certain type of bike that worked for this trick. <laughs> and uh, we would drive along and I would leap from the front of one mm. onto the back of the other, mm. then climb onto the shoulders of the rider... Ooh do a full extended <laughs> arm stretch. Right. And then I would dive forward, catch the handlebars, flip over the front. And when I flipped <laughs> over the front, I would fling the bike over my head. Oh. That rider would jump off backwards onto the bike behind. I would flick the bike under myself, land on its seat and ride away. Amazing. Absolutely um, amazing. We used to call it the Spartan flip. Oh my God, I never even thought of that. I wonder if that's why we call it that. No. So the next 90s thing... Pushing the face to the floor. <laughs> well, when you know fighting. when you're dangling out or something, you're like, I'm going to fuck your face up on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. why? Just pull them out of the thing. 
you know, they just want to scrape all their face off on the floor. And I just thought, oh, my God, this has all gone 90s, 90s, 90s. I mean, I know it yeah. was 90s, but it was like every yeah, 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 box yeah. it was Yeah, ticking. like you say, all those, all those cliches. Um, also, we get this, like, two-minute scene, which we all knew was, was coming from, from very early on, where Wesley Snipes goes back to Dr. Cocteau and um, he's unable to kill him. So we've established that earlier. Whenever he tries to yeah. put a gun up to him... He's obviously been programmed not to do it. And because he's basically unfrozen all these criminal gang, gang yeah. he just hands the gun to one of those and goes, kill him. Done. Yeah. Not not satisfied with that. I mean, the man's dead. Yeah. Throw him on the fire. Well, so I really like this scene. Oh, my God. I genuinely like this Why? scene. Because, first of all, the CEO guy, Cocteau... Yeah. I mean, he is a company CEO. Talk about taking advantage of a good crisis. <laughs> oh, this is great that you're back. People are so scared now. Yeah, they're going, they're going to, to fully well. buy into my life mm. and I can extend further mm. and faster than I ever have. And even though he was in mortal danger, still spoke to Snipes like he was shit. Because mm. he just doesn't understand that he's not in control of everything. Exactly. Like, oh my God, you're just like a massive CEO's are. I mean, he did, he did deserve to die, but I thought being chucked on the fire was a step too far. Oh, I'll be honest. Yeah, I thought that was a little savage. But then when he threw the gun over to him, he went kill him, and yeah. he shot him. I thought yeah. that's brilliant. That was good. If he hadn't been shot, then I would have yeah. been pissed off. And then they threw him on the fire. Cool, whatever. Little unnecessary, but they did it. And straight away, the worm guy, his, the, his assistant, comes over and offers his, <laughs> yeah. his um, allegiance to Wesley. So, yeah. You know, I can help you as your Obviously. assistant. And I thought I've met executive <laughs> assistants like that as well. Like they fire one guy, so that next one comes in. Yep. Yeah. He's my best mate. Is that really? So, is it a lot about the human condition in this oh film. Oh, my God. It's, it's deep. Deep psychological stuff going on here. Really, really amazing. So then we kind of... I've just written down the word lunacy. Lunacy. <laughs> this film's just descended into complete lunacy. So we then get um, Stallone again sending... You've got to send a maniac to catch a maniac. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we zoom off towards the, the kind of the end climactic scene... Yeah. Um, with Stallone and Snipes in the... Oh, yeah, because they set the soft timer, don't they, before yeah. this? Because she goes, oh, they're going to defrost 80 more people and we've got one hour. Yeah. Basically. So he gets to the to the prison to try and stop Snipes kind of doing this. Yeah. And I must admit, I had kind of switched off now at this yeah. point. I just thought, okay, let's just let's just kill yeah. him. Let's just and deal I with knew, it. I'm done. I knew an end of Lethal Weapon 2 ending was coming. So the end of Lethal Weapon 2, have remind. you seen Lethal Weapon 2? Yes, but you're going to have to remind me what the end is. Um, he fights the I South African. I think I've seen Lethal Weapon 2. Diplomatic immunity. Well, I'm getting confused now between that and something else. Have you seen Lethal Weapon 2, Sinead? This is big. Uh, With the not. South Africans. The Krugerlands. Is he yeah. blonde? Yeah, 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 I have, yeah. Damn it. Anyway, they fight at the end and... <laughs> like all the cops around, they go, no, stand back. And the water pi- pipe starts gushing everywhere. Mm. And then they start having a fist fight because it's always resolved one on one, man fight. on man. Yeah, of course. Fist fight. Of course. Every 90s film. And I Masculinity. Wrote that down. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be done. So that's what happens here. Like yeah. he goes off to get Wesley. Yeah. And I thought, oh God, why have they got to have a fist fight? He knocks out Sandra Bullock because we don't really know how to work <laughs> out how she's going to yeah. be involved in this. So he just knocks her out with one of those weird truncheons. Um, Chances it takes a maniac to catch a maniac mm. or whatever, and off he goes. And they go to the reanimation hall or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, 
Oh, I Wesley, like that term, by the way, yeah. reanimation hall. Yeah. And Wesley's like, yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, he's my kind of guy. Oh, my Defrost God, I him. Know. Let's not talk about real fucking lunatic criminals. <laughs> right. I, exactly. That was, I, yeah, I wrote I wrote down that. Yeah. He, what he actually says is, Dahmer, I love that guy. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. I know. We didn't. And then, ridiculously, he's got the little assistant going around here. And he looks at all of his gang. Mm. This is how bad this bit is, because they desperately want to set up this one-on-one fight. Yeah. He looks at all his gang and goes, sorry, guys, you've run out of your time. And kills <laughs> all of his gang with a machine gun. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> so why would you not kill them once you've got your new gang? They've why? served their purpose. As you said, they are not wanted But they didn't have any scene. purpose. He told them to go out, rape, kill, yeah, no, bludgeon. We didn't, we didn't really see them do anything, did we? They literally went underground once. Mm. Saw Stallone and Friendly, mm. had one gunfight, then went straight to the cryo-freezing place. Oh, no, they killed, and they killed um, yeah, the doctor but, for him. And then went straight to the cryo-freezing yeah. place, and he killed them all. Mm. Insane. And so, yeah, so it was left with just basically the two of them. Mm. Fight him to the death. Stallone. I thought, yep, yeah, there you go, 90s again. And Stallone gets picked up in this sort of claw, like the claw you get if you go to the British seaside yeah, yeah, and yeah. you've got the machine with the claw that comes, you, you... Yeah, you win like a minion or something. Yeah. The claw, you yeah, the two little levers. You manoeuvre the claw, yeah. that's the word I was looking for. It goes you forward, it goes sideways, it lowers, it grabs. If it had been a proper claw, it would have dropped him halfway up. It would have dropped him three, three four, five times yeah. if that had actually been a proper uh, seaside claw. Yeah. But he's kind of trapped in it. I did think there were a couple of shots there where I thought that clearly looks like a stunt double that doesn't look that yeah, much like Yeah, it wasn't like that Stallone. convincing. Um, and then Wesley Snipes decides to waste all his bullets firing around him, shouting this again, is... classic 90s manoeuvre. Yeah, this is target practice. And Stice Stallone at one point is about as far away from him as I am from you, which is about <laughs> two feet. And he's firing a machine gun and missing him. I mean, they'd both be stone deaf apart from anything else, but... <laughs> Yeah, and then it goes away again. It's just so absurd. He freezes the arm, sliced alone, and a pipe comes loose that he's shot, which has got like compressed air coming out of it. So he freezes the arm, breaks it, falls to the floor because Wesley Snipes has run out of bullets, so he can't do anything about it. Then Wesley Snipes seems to find one of the Ghostbusters phaser guns (laughs) on the floor. I don't know where that came from. God knows. And so it's firing that everywhere and smacking it off walls. I honestly think I'd zoned out because I barely remember any of this. Yeah. And I've only watched it half an hour ago. And then they start fighting like properly and punching each other and running around. And you're sort of, I'll be honest, you're getting a bit bored because like we've seen this now 15 times. <laughs> yeah, into yeah, a yeah. Four, four. Same scene. Yeah, fight, 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 fight. And then the rock ending, almost a rock ending. Go on. Where he picks up that stick thing yeah and there's that little crystal in it yes that obviously is the thing that cryogenically freezes exactly. everything yes and he smashes it on the floor mm-hmm. and it would appear that if you jump in the air mm. and grab the claw it kind of froze everything on the floor on the and started floor. freezing wesley snipes exactly then it started fr- going upwards and freezing the claw and then he let go of the claw and landed on the ground which by the time he landed on it it was fine wasn't so cold that your shoes would have glued to it and you would have frozen as well. It was fine. And then he swung round. Oh, sorry, before he jumped down off the claw, he swung round. There was a frozen Wesley Snipes. Yeah. He kicked his head off. Yeah. And <laughs> head little, clean off. Little red crystals. So yeah. the little blood crystals came yeah, yeah, out yeah. and his head landed on the floor and smashed. Yeah. Very return to Oz. You know, when they're all frozen 
Oh, yeah. Like they're sort of made of stone. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Very Return to yeah. Us vibes. There you go, you see. And, um, and yeah, it, it's... That was kind of it. <laughs> I even well, wrote, that yeah. Was, that was the demise of Wesley. Yeah. Hurrah for um, Mr. Spartan. He saved the day. Yeah. Now he has to go out and he has to claim his uh, womanly prize oh. in the form of Sandra Bullock. Oh, and uh, I wrote... Sorry, yeah, that was one thing. And as he left this, he ran out, obviously. Mm. It was a really bad shot of him running. Mm. His face seemed to fall off to one side, which doesn't happen that much, but it did there. Mm. And he ran out, and as he ran out, the whole institute blew up. Nice. But it was, I've never, again, it was a model. Like the flames, <laughs> they looked like they were, it was ridiculous. And um, yeah, he came outside and the police chief's like, what are we going to do now? Because apparently there's no one else. There was one doctor and a police chief that ran everything. Well, this is what I put. So I've put, suddenly the whole system has collapsed, yeah. question mark. Yeah. Like this, yeah. yeah. It's like it was all being held together by this one, yeah, this one doctor. Now that he's gone, everyone will go, Nah, we don't really want this utopian type of lifestyle. We'll just go back to a bit more normality. Well, no, I, I think they did. They were confused. But Friendly said, we're just going to get really fucking hammered and smash the place to pieces. Yeah. And Stallone goes, no, no, no. You guys, pointing to Sandra Bullock, you get a little dirtier. Mm-hmm. You guys get a little cleaner. Exactly. We'll all just get on fine. Meet somewhere in the middle. That's right. Yeah. And f- how does he round it all off? Like a real man. Has a little kiss. He doesn't just have a little kiss. He grabs Sandy, spins around, he tips her back like oh. from the quiet man style. You're right, you're plants right. one on her. He goes full on John oh, Wayne. Yeah. But then what I quite liked, they have their kiss, yeah. which isn't prolonged, no. albeit, you know, dramatic. Um, she then grabs him and she's in control. And oh, she gives him a big kiss. So the woman wins. What a triumphant end to the film. <laughs> I'm going to give you that because I still feel bad for making you watch it. <laughs> Don't feel bad, Brian. We've all got to experience these things. Yeah. And then you end with the long shot, which is exactly like Die Hard. Mm. Pulling away, long shot. Mm-hmm. The two of them are in love in the middle mm. and everything's all carnage, all around, carnage them. around them. And yeah. I expected the weather outside. <laughs> to start but what, what, what did you get instead? Sting's classic. You got Sting's classic Demolition Man. I mean... From the early 80s, apparently. Oh, wow. That okay. that, so, you know, it wasn't created for this film. That was Sting and the Police. Um... Now, we have skipped over something I got very excited about. Yeah, that's fine, but we don't need to. We've been <laughs> on a while. Come on now. When we were down in the sewers, credited as Wasteland Scrap Number 2. Nice. Mr. Jack Black. Yes. I knew it. I saw him at the edge of the screen and I thought, that looks like an incredibly young Jack Black. Could it be? Could it be? And the credits at the end revealed it to be true. Yeah, I know. I remember you pointing at the telly going, I knew it. I knew it. it. Jumping up and down. Very excited. So there you go. So, Sinead, we've waffled on for a while about this classic. So let's get on with it and let's round things off and let people get on with their lives. I'd like to get on with my life, Brian, and put this behind me. Yeah, I think that's probably wise. VHS tapes wise. What score am I going to give What are you going to give it? I'm going to be generous. Why? Well... I don't know, really. Come on, be honest. I was going to give it 2.5. Wow. Okay. But maybe that's too generous. Mm. It it felt kind of unkind to... um, Because I think there is fun to be had. And I think some of the parallels with um, modern society is quite an interesting watch from that point of view. Is that a higher score than you gave Bloodsport? I think it's equal to Bloodsport. Okay. 
2.5 VHS tapes from Sinead. Fine. Over and out. Well, as you know, I picked this, so I'm very, very proud of my choice. And like yourself, I think there were one or two minor issues with it. So I'm going to give it 2.5 VHS tapes. We are on the same level. We are indeed. And if it hadn't been for Sly Stallone and uh, Miss Bullock's slinky little number, it probably would have been lower than that. Yeah, so, you I'll, know. I'll be honest, yeah, if if it hadn't been for Sylvester Stallone, it would have been lower for me. Yeah. He was kind of holding the whole thing together. He was, he was. Well done, Mr Stallone. Well done indeed. So, reasons to dump you. I mean, you've admitted it was not the greatest film ever, so... Correct. I don't think I've given you many. You've given me one. Go on. I'm going to revert back to my first piece of paper that I threw on the floor earlier for it. Careful, old man. You might not get back up again. That sounds like a joke, but it's quite <laughs> true. I made a Die Hard reference during chatting about this film. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah. And you were completely unaware of the dialogue from within like, Die Hard. Well, I mean, it wasn't exactly... You were completely unaware of the reference, the similarity to Die Hard at the end of this film. I've I've literally just told you it. Yeah, but... For your lack of knowledge on Die Hard, that's my reason to dump you. And that's quite serious because Die Hard is the ultimate Christmas film. I think others would disagree, but... I don't think they would. That's my reason. Well, to be fair, you didn't exactly quote the most famous Die Hard line ever, did you? You didn't even... You quoted some random part of the film. You didn't even know the guy was one of the FBI agents. No, I didn't recognise him, no. Oh my god! He was Agent Johnson. Do you, do you he know- was also Agent Johnson. No relation. That was the big joke. One black guy, one white guy. Big joke. They were both called Agent Johnson. No relation. Oh goodness! Come me. on. I mean, how many times have you seen that film? Which one? Die Hard. A lot more than I've seen Demolition Man. <laughs> do you just- know what? If that's your reason to dump me, dump me, dump me right now. Oh, I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it off here because I'm classy. Yeah, okay, fine. Well, let's see if we make it to yeah, next week well, then. Next week I'll be on my own. Reasons to dump myself with Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be no, fun. It's my choice next week, so trust it me. It is, it's Sinead's choice next I've, week. I've, I'm really tempted to go for something that I know is just going to piss you off before we've even started. Well, you did that last week, so why are you going to do it no, again? I did not. You did. I didn't deliberately. I thought you'd actually find something great in that classic film. Yeah. Now I'm very much determined to continue with the choice in my oh, head that well, I know fine. is going to make you live it. Do you know what? I'm just going to continue to spiral downwards into 90s hell and you'll just have to live with it. Sink or swim. Yeah, there you go. Well, thank you. Thank you for Demolition Man. And thank you very much for I joining me. I might go me. buy some of the action figures that they released. Nice, let's do that. Unfortunately, there isn't a Sandra Bullock part of the collection. Ah, never mind. I mean, to be honest, it's fine. So, that was Reasons to Dump You. Sinead, over to you for the ending. Thank you very much for listening, if indeed you did. If you liked what you've heard, please rate us five stars. And you can follow us on Instagram at reasons underscore pod. And don't forget, if you have friends, tell them all about it and let them listen to us as well. 